Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing, where we bring on guests and we talk about this beautiful city we call Long Beach. And now, here's your host, motivational coach, Paul Fortune. Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Beach Thing. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and like us on Facebook. We have another fabulous show for you today. I have my good friend, Dean. Dean, how are you today? I'm doing good. Very good. Thank you. Good, good. You know, I love the name Dean. It's so powerful. Is that a, is that a uh, family name or? No. Um... No? <laughs> My my mom's uh, 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 Irish and my dad's Italian and um, I was going to be named uh, Bernard John and my mom wasn't having it so I was uh, on the birth certificate it's Dean and then my middle my baptismal name was uh, Timothy because my birthday is the twenty fourth the feast day of Saint Timothy so my dad got the last name in there but my mom made sure that I was. You know, there's some Irish in there. Oh, right on. Well, so you're so you're raised Catholic, then it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, me, I was, I was as well. You're a good Italian you Irish boy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, parochial school. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it a little bit, shall we? What is your association with this great city of Long Beach? Um, I have. I've I've lived in Long Beach twice. I moved there. Oh my God, like 1999. And uh, I started a, uh, I was a full-time artist. So I started an art career and um, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was so different then. So different. It was just really, it was, it was a little more, more quiet. They used to call it uh, Glendale by the sea, you know, cause it was just kind of sleepy little town and, and it was nice and people were really friendly. And um, I remember people stopping at stop signs. It was just, it was great. And um, I stayed here a few years. And then as I was leaving, the property values just shot through the roof. Suddenly there's million dollar condos on Ocean Boulevard. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is Long Beach. <laughs> this is, don't bring those people here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful, but you know, anyway, um, so uh, in the process of my forwarding my art career, I ended up moving into Los Angeles and uh, and that's another whole story. But then um, I eventually ended up back in Long Beach and uh, lived in a really cool little house uh, right off of uh, Termino in Anaheim. And uh, it was it was a really nice little neighborhood. I really, really enjoyed that. It was over by the traffic circle. So um, I could walk across the street, get my hair cut. There was a really cool Irish pub on the corner. Um, it was nice. I, I lived there for like 12 years. And, um, and in the process, I joined a couple of Chamber of Commerces, um, the Signal Hill Chamber of Commerce and the Long Beach Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. I also joined a pro network group, which is BNI based, but we're not BNI. And um, this is a networking group that business owners get together. And it's one sort of one seat per profession. So I'm a graphic designer. So I get that seat. Then there's a real estate agent. Then there's a commercial real estate agent. There's somebody that does insurance um, and so on. And uh, that was meeting at the Mimi's that used to be over at Second and PCH. So everything was, it was great. Everything was really close. Everything was, you know, five minutes away. It was really good. And in the process of working with the Long Beach Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, I also uh, was given, I was membership there. So I went ahead and I would represent the group at the Long Beach Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is a great group. It was really, oh my God, that was so much fun. Um, like the, the Queen Mary, the people that do all the stuff for the Grand Prix, um, just many, many uh, uh, businesses in Long Beach that helped the city thrive. The other thing that was great with the with the Convention and Visitors Bureau is they went out. They went to Washington and stuff. They went to all these conventions and things, and then they pulled people into the city to help get more, 
you know, business into the city, they would come back and they say, okay, we've booked 2000 rooms at the downtown hotel, you know? Um, so it was great to hear that. And, uh, and it was fun. They were a nice group of people. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, I know uh, Signal Hill is like, it's kind of weird. It's the weirdest city I've, I've heard of where it's like in the middle of Long Beach, right? So, um, but I'm, I belong to the chamber there. Currently, I'm the, uh, I'm the webmaster, you know? So um, if you go to the website, I'm the guy that did it. Um, and that, that's been really rewarding too. Um, it's nice working. I, we, well, we just went to an event yesterday where we uh, we welcomed in the new board for 2023. And, um, you know, it was great because I, I, I like helping people. My whole idea behind joining these groups is uh, I want to see their business grow. If their businesses grow, then you're going to need my services. That sounds a little selfish, a little weird, but if I just feel like it's important that everybody in the community help each other out. You know, whenever I can, I refer people back to the uh, chamber websites to, you know, to use a business in the city. You know, don't 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 leave the city. Don't go to Google. Check out the local businesses first, because that's what makes the city thrive. You know, uh, I, I, I used to attend the Zafiria Businesses uh, Association meetings um, when they were happening at the Irish pub there. Um those were really nice too, because that was really local. Just that strip up and down um, uh, Anaheim. Anaheim, I think. Um, you know, they would all show up, and 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 again, um, small business owners. And and when people people, I think it's important to realize that when you buy, when you go to the coffee cup cafe, when you go to the Irish pub or get your hair cut at Sharon Shine, you're helping those people that own those businesses, you know, you're putting their kids through college, you're helping them pay their rent and their mortgage. It's important that we, that we help each other. And I feel like I can really do that because of my, my business, what my business does, you know, um, in the, in the marketing aspect. And, and uh, I, I, whenever possible, you know, I was always trying to use um, the Long Beach businesses and refer them out. Um, so I just, I, I think it's important that as a community, we, we kind of keep that in mind, you know, before driving off somewhere, check something local. Because more than likely there's somebody, and the other thing too about a small business owner, I know there's huge design firms, you know, that I compete with. So I got to make sure that my stuff and, and, and the way I operate my business is got to be a hundred times better than them because of the heavy competition. And I want to, you know, and I, and again, there's also the pride in my work, you know, I want to make sure that when you use me, your business starts to grow. Those numbers start to go up in your marketing stuff. Uh, it's, it's huge. It's really, really important that we all do that. A lot to unpack with that. Thank you, Dean. A lot, <laughs> lot to go over, but I want to go back a little bit. First uh -oh. off, I, um, I'm good friends with Tracy Ames. So I want to, uh, you you keep mentioning the Irish pub. I want to mention the name. That's the Red Leprechaun. It used to be yes, on yes. in Anaheim. I was so sad to see her go. It's like no, 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 don't shut it down. Yeah, I, I think they had the cool. best bacon anywhere. Best bacon anywhere. Oh, they know yeah. How to oh yeah. And uh, I think she's still a member of the uh, uh, Zapparia Business District. I think she helps run that. But yeah, her that uh, that place went out. Uh, it took uh, Tennessee Jacks took it over and that went out and now there's going to be another another restaurant there called Bar Envy I believe and the the people that ran the uh, round and third which I think was there when you were in the area there that that sports bar and then there's a a, a restaurant next door called uh, Selva that's all owned by the the people that own round and third, which own, which now is going to own, open up that restaurant as well. Ah, so, okay. I so didn't know that. The, the I didn't know that the, that the Tennessee Jacks had left already. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It just the model, the model, unfortunately with COVID and stuff like that, I think. Oh, right. You know, yeah. They opened up, they hard. opened up like, you know, right at COVID and, you know, a, a restaurant where you make your business in person, you know, and you can't be in person. It, it really it really drives it down but I want to I want to uh, go back to your your story a little bit because I'm, I'm I'm very fascinated with art and artists um so let's go let's go back a little bit so so as a kid I I assume that you had a fascination with art 
Could you uh, go into that a little bit with us? Uh, sure. Um, when I was really small, my, you know, my, my parents got me, you know, some crayons. And um, uh, so uh, we lived in a small house. And so what I would do is I would take a crayon in each hand and run up and down the hall, you know, and do this on the walls. Right. So, it didn't wall. go over well. <laughs> but so, you know, they said, well, here, here, you need to do this on paper. Leave the walls alone. And uh, so it was kind of off from there. You know, I was always like drawing and coloring. And I remember uh, uh, back then I had like those big fat crayons. There was only eight in the box. And then finally I got like a 16 and 24 box. It was like, oh, look at those colors. That is so cool. So, um, you know, I've always really enjoyed that. And um, when I was nine, 10, somewhere in there, uh, it was kind of a funny story because my parents were divorced. And so I visit my mom on the weekends and she started taking me to private oil painting lessons. I was think I was nine or something. And I would come back <clears throat> and show, you know, my dad the paintings and stuff. And um, so... <laughs> they started taking me to uh, private oil painting lessons. It was like, my dad would not be outdone by my mom. So um, that was a little funny. So I had private training from the time, you know, I was nine or 10 and um, just continued on from there. I was going to uh, art history classes. I would take um, drawing classes and it, it wasn't like I was trying to get like my MFA or anything. It was just like, oh, I need to learn how to, you know, draw this better. And I show up in the class, you know, I, well, I, and I was doing everything. I was going to, uh, I did classes at Long Beach City College, um, uh, Cal State Long Beach, and um, Art Center up in Pasadena. Um, you know, I just, it was one of those things where I keep wanting to improve the skill and grow and grow and grow as an artist. And um, uh so I just, you know, it's it's just been a thing that's been going on. Um, in 1999, a friend of mine helped me uh, put on my first show. They, a couple of friends really encouraged me. You know, they said, you, you've got to go public with your work. And um, I uh, I approached a gallery in Los Feliz up in, La, in Los Angeles. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I just, you know, my friend said, okay, now take all this and show them the work and Give them that back then it was like you should go on the slides and um so they were like oh these are great do you want a solo show <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> so uh yeah so i started showing in 1999 i've been showing continuously pretty much since then and um uh my work it's always funny uh uh, I, my work right now is priced somewhere between, it starts at about a thousand and goes up to, I've sold pieces for 15,000 and people are like, Oh, you know, it's like when I add two more zeros on that, then you can be impressed because, um, I've had friends who have had gallery, you know, openings over in Santa Monica at Bergamot station, which is like, you know, kind of the, the hot spot, uh, one of the hot spots. Um, he sold out a show before open his paintings went between 30 and forty thousand dollars each you know wow. and i just thought when i'm there then you can be impressed because <laughs> in the real art world i'm kind of like yeah yeah it's nice stuff <laughs> well i've went to one of your shows before and uh yeah that was fun that was great yeah and you do great work there's a lot of great art there and i i can Thank see you. your talents thanks um quite well i want to talk about art a little bit because um can I, can I, I just want to throw something in real quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was in charge of the August event for Signal Hill Chamber of Commerce. And so I sort of took advantage of that. I know it was just self-gratifying. So I decided I'm going to have an art opening in Long Beach. And I used the um, Helada Gallery over at First and Linden. And the guy's really, really nice um, that owns it. And uh, so this was an opportunity for me to bring both chambers together that I worked with and it was it was a it was a really fun well-attended event and I know I'm sidetracking a little bit but this is the kind of thing where I think it's really important that uh if you're a member even if you're not a member and a small business owner 
you should go to these events. It was fun. We had really good wine. We had great, you know, uh, snacks and things. And um, people were relaxed. They talked. Um, they were friendly. They were talking about the artwork. And then eventually they would get around to like, well, what do you do? And business cards were exchanged. This is what I'm talking about. You build those relationships. That's really important. And, um, you know, and I got to show a bunch of artwork. It was great. <laughs> Sorry about the sidetrack, but I just wanted to throw that in because I did talk about the chambers before. Yeah, no, no, it was an excellent event. You did a great job, got up there and spoke to Thank us. It, it just all all blended well. Uh, but I wanted to get into it a little bit about art because yeah, I can see your talent. You are an artist, no doubt about it. I, I've watched, I mean, I don't know how many paintings you had in there, but you had a lot. And and I loved a lot of your work. Oh, I got a hundred in a storage locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. If you got a show, I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds good. So, but I wanted to get into art a little bit because sure. it's so subjective, right? And I oh, always feel sometimes, you know, when I'm looking at art and even, even in the art of movies, right? I'm looking at a, 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 a an art piece and sometimes I'm looking at an art piece and to me, and and I'm a layman, I, I, I've, I've taken one art history class in, in high school, so I'm not um, up on it like you are, Dean. But sometimes I'm looking at some of these art pieces where I feel like they're just throwing paint on a canvas. And somebody comes to me and says, this is one of the greatest pieces uh, that I've ever seen. And I'm looking at this going, oh, may, maybe I, I, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I just see paint on a canvas and I almost feel uncomfortable telling this person, I just think this is paint on the canvas. I don't think this is this is true art. It almost makes me feel like that. I don't know if you've seen that fable, The Emperor's New Clothes, where oh, he's right. not wearing yeah. any clothes. Yeah. And, and yeah. we're all saying that, well, we don't want to say anything because we don't want to look silly and stupid. But could you go into that a little bit about that? Because, you know, I feel that way sometimes when I'm looking at art pieces and I'm going, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but sometimes I'm thinking that that just looks like I could have done that. Listen, I was in a group show once and this and 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 I had a couple pieces up on the wall. This guy walks up to me. Right. And he goes, is that your piece over there? I said, yeah. He goes, wow, you have way too much time on your hands. <laughs> what, what do you, do you say? mean by that? Uh, thank you. Go have a glass of wine. I'm going to go over here and you know, and talk to someone else, you know, uh -huh. I've heard everything, everything. People say all kinds of things when they see my work. It's, I, I think, uh, how do I put this? There's so much to talk about there. Um, when you go to get art, you should just, if you, if you love the piece, if you love the piece, if it really talks to you, if it really sings to you, you know, uh, uh, that's when you should start considering purchasing. Don't buy it to match the couch. Don't buy it. You, well, this is the thing. You buy the painting and then match the couch to the painting, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, not everybody's going to sync up with every piece of art. You know, there's a lot. I, I hate to <laughs> this is awful. There's a lot of contemporary art out there that I don't like. I really don't like. And um, just, just a little story, okay? And uh, remember, there was a guy called Thomas Kincaid and he was called the painter of flight. He would do these little, you know, uh, cottages with the, with the fireplace. Matter of fact, I have a out. Thomas Kincaid right behind me, right there. Uh oh, <laughs> no, I don't care. You go ahead. Tell your, tell your truth. Here, here's the story. Here's yeah. how that happened. He went to school. He was a marketing major. He was not an art major. He was a marketing major. So what he did was he surveyed subject matter, popular colors, what what's, what's selling the most, what's selling the best. And he put all that together. I think him and his wife put all that information together and they created the Thomas Kincaid line, right? So he, 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 did, he, did, he did great. He, in today's art world, this is what you need to do. You need to create a personality. You need to create the whole, whole show, right? So he got in there. He, he, it was... I don't know. A lot of it's very Christian based and, and little quotes and, and psalm sayings and things in it. But he did that to market and sell the work. It wasn't like, oh, it's from my heart. And, you know, no. <laughs> he had a whole marketing thing. And the really sad thing, I used to be really furious. And later, 
I had read that um, he he ended up committing suicide. He made he made a ton of money, a ton of money off these things. Then he was like uh, selling um, uh, numbered prints and the whole thing. And then there was a big cabacle about you know um, they showed up in some thrift shop or something and and for like a dollar each and people paid thousands of dollars dollars for them so it was it was and i think there's a few painter of light galleries still around um but uh so it's 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 a whole gamut of stuff where some people will paint to please a marketplace right and somebody told me a long time ago when i was very first starting out they and i was trying to figure out you know, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do that. And they said, you have to paint from your heart because let's look at this. Take those art magazines that are from the, you know, 60s and 70s. Those people that made it on the cover. Where are they now? Where are they now? They were popular in 1973, but their work didn't sustain. You know, I think that the, um, the work that comes from the heart most is going to speak to other people. Um, the ones where the artist really, really connects. And uh, uh, I, I like a whole gamut of artwork. Um, and uh, I, I think some of my favorite pieces are uh, like the Italian High Renaissance. You know, I just, I just, well, well, of course being Sicilian, right? I love that stuff because I, and, and it's not even the religious aspect of it. It's the thing of like, there's all this drama. People are dying and floating off in the sky and their heads are glowing and there's tragedy. And, you know, there's, there's things uh, that Giotto painted where the angels are going, ah, you know, it's just so over the top. And, and it's great, you know, the colors are really rich and vivid. And um, uh, uh, if you've ever tried to paint fabric or a hand, holy moly, that was, that's incredible work. To me, that was like the pinnacle of work and then they perfected it, you know, and then they, and then it just kind of moved on from there. But um, that's, that's some of my favorite work because, you know, not only because of the, the, uh, 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 the artistic uh, technique and talent being in the in the pieces, but the uh, uh, but the drama going on—that's great. I mean, I, I've not you you. I'm sorry, but you can't get better than Catholic drama. <laughs> you can't. Italians do it best. I'm sorry. I lived in one. I lived in the family. I know. Nobody talked. Everyone shouted. Everyone's like, you know, my friends would come over. Like, Why are they yelling? I said, What are you What are you talking about? They're just talking. You know. So, <laughs> what's I'm out of you so uh you know uh some of the other work I really like is um and I feel like I I, I feel sort of like my work is sort of an extension out of that it's like the 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 impressionist and the post-impressionist right like uh Monet and Van Gogh and all them they were pushing boundaries. They were pushing boundaries. Monet was constantly, he would paint this church or a haystack over and over and over and over and over again. But he was painting it at dawn. Then he painted it at noon. Then he painted it at sunset. You know, he was constantly trying to, and he would paint them really, really fast. You know, so he was trying to catch the light, catch the light, catch the light. You know, what's happening with the light now? What's happening with the light now? Um, so he was pushing that. And if you go look at, I, there's a, I think there's a, a haystack at the, um, at the, at the Getty. Um, if you go look at it on top of it, like you get a couple inches away from it, um, it all falls apart. It just looks like a bunch of lines and, and, and just like somebody just threw a bunch of stuff on the canvas. But when you back up a few feet, the whole thing just falls into place and looks perfect. You know, it looks perfect that that's just amazing to me you know that somebody knows how to do that um and what i feel is with my current work is that um that's what i'm interested in you know i want to see the light i want to see the rhythm the pattern how do the colors play with each other if i if i lay that particular shade of blue over that particular shade of yellow is it gonna mud out and turn brown or will it turn to green you know, if I leave a little bit of the canvas showing behind, well, how does that blue look now? You know, it's constantly, you know, you, it's, it's a thing of like painting through stuff, painting through it, painting through it, painting through it. You know, in some paintings, in some paintings I've done, I just say, oh, 
what a waste of time. And then other and people come and they go, oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. You know, um, I did some paintings a long time ago, uh, back when I was first showing. And um, I was working out some anger and aggression. And yeah, I was using like brown and black and red. And people would look at them and they go, oh, that's beautiful. That's so peaceful. And I'm thinking, wow, because I was trying to put the cat the palette through the through the canvas <laughs> you know? that's interesting I, so i don't know you know and the other thing i had to do a long time ago when i was you know i was constantly in the classes and i would talk with teachers and stuff is when i put something up i that's it i have to let go you know um there are some artists who have this thing where they sort of hit you you walk into the gallery and it's like you know you're hit over the head with like do you get it do you get it do you get it are you getting my message are you getting my message and it's like it, I know what I'm doing and I paint it and put it on the canvas and then when I put it up on the wall I just I have no control over what's going to happen when people see it or how they react to it you know, so I just, and half the time, it's just amazing to hear the stories behind it. I did this, <laughs> this is great. I did an installation piece when I was, when I was. What does that mean? Installation? Huh? What is installation piece? What does that mean? Oh, oh, it's like you create an environment for people to walk through and be in. Okay. Um, you know, you, you set up this environment. Um, they, I, I'm not, they might, I they might not be as popular as they went back in the 90s 80s and that stuff people were starting to do them back in the 60s and stuff but um they're they're more like museum pieces as opposed to i'm going to take it home and hang it on the wall kind of thing so you create an environment so i i did this thing at the santa monica college they have a, a library on the second floor they have these little study rooms right so there's a window on the outside and then there's a door and a window it's really tiny and um I had a round table and I spread all my art magazines around the table. And then I found these plastic blue chairs, very 60s LAX airport looking, right? Lined them up on both walls. And I had little signs above each, each uh, chair. And it said things like, after Gary dies, after I do the laundry, after I eat, after I take a nap, when I get more money. And I had waltz music playing in the background, sort of like, you know, you're, and I called it the waiting room. You'd go in there, sit down and wait, flip through the magazines, look, and you, there's a window so you could look outside at what everyone else was doing. They were doing stuff. They were getting their degrees. They were moving on with life. When you're in the room, you're waiting. You're not doing anything. So it was sort of my, my conflict about, you know, continuing doing the art. You know, do I continue to do this? Is there any money in it? Can I survive? Um, should I, should I be doing something else? You know, all these things and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, um, uh, uh, this one, I, and it was funny because when we did the critique, the class critique, this one guy broke down and started crying, you know, and I had no idea, um, what was going on. He said, oh, this is awful because my mom's dying. I don't know if I should stay here and finish school or go back and take care of her. And, you know, and, um, and then when I, uh, was taking it down, this one of the, one of the, uh, she's not a teacher. She was like a teacher's assistant. She was like a tutor. She came running over to me and she goes, I want to tell you what this means. I said, okay. She said, this is purgatory. This is purgatory. You know what that is. Um, and uh, and uh, she didn't know what was what kind of magazines were on the table. And she said, and, and God's watching. And what happens is if you pick up like good housekeeping, you get to go to heaven. If you pick up something that's like porn, then you go to hell. You know, it doesn't matter what you did. It depends on what magazine you pick out. <laughs> was just like, wow, that is so cool. Uh, that's way beyond anything I had thought of when I put the room together. But thank you for that. That was wonderful. So I never know how people are going to react and, and how it moves them. But a lot of times, you know, when I put up my work, uh, people just stop dead in their tracks. They are like, what? Ah, you know, <laughs> so... I don't know where that comes from. I'm grateful, you know, that people do stop. They do notice. They do look. And um, I, I, I'm just really, really grateful, you know, that, that that I've been able to connect enough with the art to do that kind of thing. Um, boy, I've been all over the board with this, haven't I? That's okay. It's okay. You're an artiste. You're painting your right. canvas. Somebody reel that boy back in. <laughs>
So how did how did the graphic design come into play? Because you said there was a pivot in your, in your conversation about when you were at the Santa Monica Library, there was a pivot there. That you, oh, you, oh, this you is painted. this is many years later because I went on and I and I I I did art full time for quite a while. Um, I uh, right around two thousand eight, between eight and ten. Uh, I I started I started reading some books. I started you know doing some investigation about you know bringing in more income, and um, there was a guy, uh, I can't remember his name, Kawasaki maybe he wrote Rich Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah yeah yeah. And uh, he talked about having multiple streams of income. You know. And um, he talked mainly about real estate, but I thought there's got to be some creative endeavors that I can do to bring in multiple streams as opposed to buying a rental, you know, in, in the Midwest somewhere. So, um, you know, I decided to branch out, you know, and uh, uh, a few teachers told me that you'd be really good at graphic design because you have a really good eye for it. You're very exacting with your work. And um, so I, I, you know, did the art and, uh, and so I'm currently doing both. And uh, I'm still always looking for that, you know, extra little thing I can do on the side. So um, I'm actually setting up a couple of the e-commerce businesses also. So, um, yeah, but it was, it's, it's good to have that, that backup, you know, I didn't marry well, so <laughs> 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 always looking. But uh, but I think maybe that ship has sailed. And um, so, you know, I just I think it's important to. Um, uh, uh, you know, have that have that extra, you know, backup and stuff. And I, I know there's pure. It's so weird in the art world. I remember being in this meeting in Long Beach. There was a group. Oh, my God, that woman was amazing. She was so nice. She would she'd bring all the uh, Long Beach artists together and um we would talk and we had these meetings and stuff about you know she has a couple places on 7th street where we would have shows and she she would talk with people and a couple of the artists were like it's bad to make money and it's unspiritual and god will hate you and i'm thinking i don't get this what what your wife your mom's paying your rent you got to live in the real world here this is you know we're we're in a real world and if i told my my the guy i'm renting from you know or somebody i'm paying the mortgage to it's it's not spiritual to earn you know to earn money from paintings <laughs> say that's great go live in the park <laughs> you know uh, yeah. how am i going to keep the lights on well yeah, the the electricity you know sce is going to listen to this no you can't even talk to them now about payment arrangements it's all automated so no one cares so it's important to have that. And I'm and I'm really grateful because I'm able to do something creative as opposed to, you know, becoming an accountant or something. I mean, accountants are great. If you like numbers, that's wonderful. But that's not me, you know. So I have a question uh, for you about that. I mean, because there's a lot of people that will listen to the show that 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 are younger, that, that want to get into art and want to do it full time. And like you mentioned, we live in a capitalist society. We got to make money, right? We yep. got to pay the bills. We got to betcha, baby. Yeah. So don't forget. Also, we're in Southern California. We're in L.A. Basically, this yeah. is one of the most competitive, except for New York, for artists. This is one of the most competitive areas to be in. But you can make the most money here. Well, uh, unless you, uh, there's New York, but then after that, there's L.A. Well, that being said, you know, so you're in an you're in an area that's very competitive. But if you're you're good at your what you do, and you get your play your your art in the right spots, it looks like you could you could do some good damage here in in the uh, L.A. area. So, a, a young artist, what would you tell them that says, "Hey, I want to I want to make a living being an artist. I want to do what I love." What what advice would you give for that? You know what? This reminds me of Joan Rivers, where when when younger com female comedians would come up and say, "Oh, I became a comedian because of you, and I just love your work," and she's like, "Get out of here! You are competition." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not the way. I did not open the door for you. I opened it for me. <laughs> so, um, number one, 
that's more competition coming in the back end from me. You know, I have to, I'm going to be honest. Right. And um, I was in a gallery once with a friend of mine and, and he was 42, 45. And the, the gallery owner loved his work. And she flat out said when he was talking to her about, you know, showing his work, she goes, mm, you know, we're really looking for more like a 20 year old. You know, because what they're hoping is the Basquiat thing where the 18 to 25 year old will get discovered and you buy the piece for a couple thousand dollars. And by the time he's 40 or 50, it's now worth a couple of mil. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not buying it because the artwork is great or because they love it. They think this is a good investment and he's been written up by these critics and, you know, this thing. It's 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 rough. It's really rough especially now, man, it is really competitive. When I was hoofing it, I would walk around to all the galleries I could. I flew to New York. I went to Chelsea. I went to those galleries. I went over Santa Monica, LA. I didn't care. I had no idea what the situation was, right? I would just show up with my little portfolio and slides and pictures and things. And, a, and a, at the time, you were supposed to give them a, a return envelope, right? So you drop it off. And if they were nice, they email everything, they'd mail everything back to you and they'd say, I'm not interested or we'll talk more or whatever. And um, it's, it's, it's really freaking competitive. What you've got to do is uh, show up at all the openings, all the art walks. There's a downtown LA art walk I used, I used to go to. Um, it was like a once a month Thursday thing. San Pedro, there's another art walk you go there. Um, you show up, meet the gallery owners. Don't sell them anything. If you're in the middle of an art walk or a show or an opening, don't go in there with your stuff and say, oh, look, you should show me. They will they will take a hammer to you. They, they That is not appreciated. What you've got to do is meet them and build a relationship with them. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Sometimes they have open calls. There was a couple of galleries in downtown L.A. that would say, you know, uh, they would have these things where... Um, uh, you had bring in a small piece, right? And hang it on the wall. And they had this function, this event around the small pieces. And a friend of mine got in and got a small piece in, you know, from there, it was written up. Another place was interested. It's gotta be, you've got to show up. You've got to meet the people in person. You can't sit on your butt in front of the computer and do this. You've got to get out there, work the galleries, work the openings, meet the people um, the other thing too is heavy, heavy, heavy. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing heavy social media. It's taking me several years. My Instagram account are start starting to get between, uh, 300 to 2000 hits on the, on my paintings now. What's your Instagram handle so that everybody can follow you? <laughs> if oh, you don't know, I'll, I'll put it in I'm there. nervous. Oh, uh, let me, let me, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll get it here. It's, okay. uh, it's, uh, I, hold on. Oops. Well, Sorry. one of the things that, that, that I appreciate that you said is, uh, you know, especially when you were younger in the industry, you know, you were talking about, you know, you didn't care like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to show my art. I'm going to go to these places and I'm going to show my art. Yeah. And I guess what you're saying is you can't be intimidated, is, is, right? You, you have to go. If up, you're going to do it, and, you have to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I won't, there's a phrase that keeps popping up in my head, but I won't do that. <laughs> um, uh, where am I? Dean Triolo Fine Art. Say that again. Dean Triolo Fine Art. Okay. Sorry. I should no know No problem. This. So I want people to, to follow you um, because you do, do do good work. and um, Thank you. You know, when I help you, a rising tide rises all boats. You you mentioned that in the beginning of your of our of our talk is when you yeah. want to lift everybody up because if everybody if if ever if you elevate everybody the 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 level will go up for every single person and and I, yeah. I I firmly believe that there's enough business out there for everybody and yeah. I know in the art world I know it's very competitive but if you have if and like you said you paint with your heart. And if and people can see that people can feel that people can feel like you mentioned Thomas Kincaid com compared to another artist that paints in a different way with their true emotions, you can see that especially an artist like yourself, Dean. I, I you you can see a Dean uh, Thomas Kincaid and go, okay, you know it, it, it's all about marketing. It's not real. 
from but that's, real but that's emotion. I have to say that's me. If you connect with the piece, please connect with it. Take it home. You know, hang it. You know, hang it on the wall. I I just I can't I I don't want to sound like I'm condemning other people's work, but there are stories sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and I'm not condemning uh, it either because I actually have a piece which I actually enjoy. But but I, I but I think that 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 people want authentic. And if the piece is authentic, you know, there, there, there's going to be a buyer for that. And, and you're, you're a living example of that. You, mm. you paint with your heart. Mm. And as a result, you've made a, a living uh, painting, your, you know, selling mm. your art. And I think it has a lot to do with you painting what, what truly moves you. Yeah. If you start painting things that didn't move you, and you may have done that, and those pieces probably didn't sell as well because your heart wasn't in it. Um, I don't know. Some pieces have sold and I just think, wow, <laughs> glad you like it. <laughs> that sounds awful, but, but, you know, I enjoy every piece I do, every piece I put out there, you know, I keep working it until I'm really happy with it. And, um, you know, there's some, there's a couple of people, uh, friends, people I've built relationships with that own a few pieces of my work. And, um, uh, one guy owns a lot of pieces and um, some of my bigger, more expensive pieces. And uh, he was one of the producers on Starship Troopers. I mean, you know that, right? Oh yeah. Uh, like that. Yeah. I know. I know that. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah. It, it was, it was fun. We, I've known him a long time and, and, and he's always loved my work. And, um, and I remember I, <laughs> so funny. I remember when he was working on the movie, he would come and talk to me and we'd talk and go out to lunch and stuff. And he'd be like, I'm doing the bugs. I'm doing the bugs. I'm like, uh, okay, Don. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about until I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> that thing's sucking the brains out. And I'm thinking, oh, good, good, Don. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, he's he's a great guy, and uh, I really appreciate that. Another friend of mine, she's really into surfing. You know, her and her, her, and her uh, partner, and uh, uh, she bought a few pieces that reminded her of of the ocean and, and surfing and stuff. Um, so it's just it just it's and the other thing too is I'm always excited when uh, when somebody connects enough to the piece. It's not it's not the thing of just getting the check. Right. It's the thing of like somebody actually connected enough and they love it enough. They're going to take it home and hang it on a wall. Right. They're going to live with it. I have I have these uh, these horrible. Uh, dreams, I guess, fantasies of like finding one of my pieces in a Goodwill somewhere for a buck because <laughs> I've sold a lot of work and I just think, oh, man. And and the galleries a lot of time have this have this tendency to not tell the artist who they sold it to. They don't give any information to the artist because they think that I'll go around the art, the gallery and uh, try to undercut them and sell more work. But uh, if I'm working with a gallery, I'm committed to the gallery. We're in this together. You're going to do the marketing and, and we're going to, uh, uh, we're going to do this together and I'll show up for any events you want me to. And, um, uh, and, the thing a lot of people need to realize too, when they look at the price of artwork, like 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 me, if you come into one of my shows, normally what happens is if I sell a painting for a thousand dollars, the owner of the gallery gets five hundred and I get five hundred. There's a fifty percent cut there. Some galleries get seventy five percent. So don't think that I'm walking home with all this money. <laughs> that gallery owner has got to pay rent. They do the marketing, they send out the postcards, they do the emails, they do the newsletters. Um, so there, there's a lot involved with doing it. Um, and, 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 and again, just remember, if you're going to look at artwork to buy it at a gallery, the owner's getting 50, the artist is getting 50. So remember that, you know, I think it's important because a lot of people don't, they don't realize that. I did not realize that. I didn't, I know there was a split, but I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, I didn't know it was 50 50. I mean, I guess it depends on the art gallery. Like you said, like if, if it's a real big, well known art gallery and the artist mm. is not as well known, they can probably get even a higher split, correct? Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. But if the art, but then I guess in another situation, if the artist is well known, then they could probably negotiate a higher split to the gallery because the gallery is going to say, well, okay, I'll give less of a split. No, really. They negotiate a higher price. The, the artist does, right? 
Well, instead of selling it for a thousand, if you're if you're a big enough name, then you just double the price. Oh, I see. So, so it goes on still, the wall at two thousand. So it's still fifty fifty. They yeah. just negotiate. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> no one's losing out. Yeah, I, I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, a lot of times too, of when you go when you go to buy art, there's always a tw- usually there's a twenty ten to twenty percent play in the pricing. You know, and I've I when I sign the contract with the gallery it's like okay we're a lot of times we're going to offer a 20 percent discount it's like i've got to build that into my price Mm -hmm. to make sure that i don't get get a big hit when they do that Mm. you know because because if somebody's shuffling and on the edge and they say well i can take 10 percent off or not charge you tax or whatever you know that sometimes you know makes the sale yeah yeah so let's get back into Long Beach a little bit, just to kind of, kind of end the show a little bit. All right. I know you talked about it a little bit, but uh, bring it up again. What are some good places to eat in, in Long Beach that, that that one of your personal favorites? Um, I like the coffee cup. I'm I'm a big. I I I'm I hate to disappoint people. I'm a big diner guy. I want I want parking. I want good food. I want good service. I don't. I don't need foo foo. I don't need pretty. I don't need mood setting. Uh, uh, I don't drink, so none of that. You know, I don't need the bar or any of that. I when I go eat, I want to go eat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so coffee cup is really good. Coffee mm-hmm. cup is really good for that. You know, they have really good food. Um, uh, just be prepared on Sunday morning. There could be like thirty minute wait because they have a, like a line around the block usually, and they give your name. They do give you a good coffee. You know, so you get all wired up for you get your breakfast. But um, what about the pot holder? Um, no, not one of your favorites. Not as good as the coffee cup. Okay. Sorry, okay. guys. <laughs> That's okay. Schooner or later? Uh, I've never been. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. How disappointing. See, my big places were Mimi's, Polly's, <laughs> Off's Hut. <laughs> The commercial, the, uh, the bigger commercial uh, diners, huh? Well, Hafsat isn't really. There's not that many. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think don't they own like what is it, second in place and Nix or something? Yeah, it's still owned by Hafsat, uh, but yeah, it's called uh, Satan, Satan Second, but Satan still owned second. by the Hafsat family. And then uh, there's another one that's uh, uh, Nix or something. Yeah, that's across. That's across the street, but that's not really a you know. I mean, you were mentioning diners, but yeah, Nick's is across the street. Um, I mean, I mean, these places they're all they're all very nice. They're all very yeah. good places, but you know, I'm I I hate to say it, I just don't care. I just want to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I want to enjoy good company. You know, have a good cob salad. You know, um, uh, one thing I would recommend: we need a good deli. Mm. Go to Factors and go to Cantors, and then come back and do one in Long Beach. Yeah, it would yeah. be hit. We need one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh one other know. place. One other place we cannot forget to mention is Chen's. Tell me about Chen's. I've never been to Chen's. Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody I know eats at Chen's. You got to go to a Chinese restaurant over on Broadway. Bro- oh, broad. Do you know what the Broadway and what? Do you know what the cross uh, street is? Cherry, Hanapero, something like that. Okay, by the in that area. Do, why would I not there's, know that? There's Park Pantry, and across the street, kind of cattywampus is is. Uh, oh, Park Pantry. Okay, so by the park there, by the by the Cherry Park there. You know, yeah. because there's a great. Uh, you know, Christmas place. Day, everyone, you go to the movie, you go to Chen's, and go home and eat Chinese food. I love it. I love it. I. I, I That's you know, how you I, do it. There's not too many good Chinese restaurants in Long Beach that I that I like. You should try them. I kung pao, kung pao chicken. That's oh, I love it. Spicy, spice it up because and they give you a ton. They give you yeah. a ton. They said it's for two, but probably four or five people could off, eat off of it, which is fine with me. You could have leftovers, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in leftovers in this house. Oh no, you, you eat it then, huh? <laughs> it's it's that thing where the bag of cookies says cookie one serving. I say no, no, no. Bag is one serving. <laughs> so what's it? So I don't understand that mentality. Stop, one cookie. Huh? Are you kidding? Why waste your time? Because <laughs> there's a great. Um, I don't know if you like Thai food, but there's a great Thai restaurant on Broadway. Broadway and um, Loma. 
It's called Manau. Very, very, very good. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't been there. I've been to um, Phuket. I think it's. Was... Yeah, that was in on Second Street uh, for a while. I think right. Oh, is it no longer there? It's no longer there. No. Oh man, I don't get out much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, uh, you talked about a deli. There is a deli that that's in Long Beach, and in uh, Still Beach, owned by the same. It's Italian deli. Uh, it's called Angelinos. Um, it's on the it's on the corner. Um, I, I on Second Street. I don't know what the cross street is off the top mm -hmm. of my head, but it, it's it's pretty good deli. Um, oh, okay. All so right. You, you might want to try it. I, the, the The one in Sill Beach has been there for years and years. I don't know if you've been there, but no, uh, uh -uh. it's it's the the deli's is pretty good. I mean, you know, I know that with delis for you, it's especially Italian delis. I mean, I know you probably have a high oh expectation God. on that. So I have I have memories of going to the Italian market with my, my with my dad and grandpa. And they come out with cow's brains and cow's tongue and squid and all this stuff. And everything was in tomato sauce. <laughs> everything in tomato sauce. Spoken like a true Italian. <laughs> Douse it in garlic, tomato sauce, some red onions. We're good. Well, Dean, this has been a pleasure talking with you, talking art, talking food, talking everything. Yeah. Um, if people wanted to, to uh, look at more of your art or wanted to purchase your art, how would they do that? Um, uh, if they want to buy an original piece, it's deantriolo.com. If they want, if they would like to buy a print or a canvas wrap or something like that, um, it's deantrioloprints, P-R-I-N-T-S.com. Excellent. And yeah. like you said, you can follow you on Instagram. It looks like you have a lot of your pieces on Instagram, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so if they wanted to be, if there were a little looky lose and wanted to look at your art before they contact you, they can definitely do it there. I can follow. <laughs> yeah, follow you there, and then, um, and then you, I'm sure you have a website that you could also look at your art pieces as well. Correct. That's the deantriolo.com. Oh, the deantriolo.com. Okay, excellent. Well, Dean, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, I know Paul. that you were like, "What's up with this podcast? I don't know about it." But, you know, once once you jumped in the pool, man, you were all in. So I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah, sure. It's been great talking with you. I, I, I felt comfortable. Well, good. That that was that was the whole plan was me and you having a conversation, talking art, talking life. And well, I think we accomplished both. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time. It's been a long beach thing. Thank you for tuning in to It's a Long Beach Thing. Please tune in next time for another great episode. Thank you and have a good rest of your day.